Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. from the glass box studios 500 feet above new york city welcome to my little live stream uh jerry you are first on the youtube rj henners you are first on the facebook also today we got to say hi to the instagram audience they are they are joining the uh, the live stream today as well so i don't know where to look do i look over here do i look over here oh my goodness missed you over the last few, uh, few days well we could start there i um I got a uh, I got a booster, you know. I um, I was listening to my favorite podcast host, and then I made uh, a huge medical decision, and I decided to. No, I didn't do that. I don't. I don't go to a podcast or a podcaster for my medical advice. Oh my god! I know when I spew out some dumb stuff about the coronavirus or the pandemic, I just assume. People know that uh, maybe they shouldn't be taking advice from little old me and they should find like a, like a, a better person to listen to. But I decided to um, – this guy wants to call me a hack. There you go. Now can you go away? Thank you very much. But uh, back to Andy. I, um, I, uh, I got the booster. Um, I should have got it, I don't know, a long time ago because I got my second shot for the coronavirus thing. Uh, my second vaccine shot in April. So um, finally got the booster last Thursday. And I'm not going to lie. I, I think I could say this because, you know, unless you're Joe Rogan, you got to be very careful with your medical uh, 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 spewing on the social media. Some of these some of these platforms, they get very, very angry. But I think I could say this much. Uh, the booster absolutely knocked me on my ass. Uh, it started Thursday. Thursday night, I was feeling very, very achy and lightheaded and kind of uh, like I had a very, very slight, I don't know, flu. And then Friday, it got worse where I couldn't live stream. That's why I wasn't on. And then Saturday and Sunday, more or less the same thing, mostly achy and lightheaded and feeling a little out of it. Maybe it wasn't even from the booster. That's the beauty of all this stuff. I don't know. And then... um, Started feeling uh, much better last night when I went to bed, and here I am, back, looking fresh as ever. What's going on, everybody? Pat Duffy, how are you, brother? 
Uh, Pat Duffy, what is Pat saying today? Pat's always good for something. Good afternoon. Glad to hear that Spotify is doing the right thing. Really shocked they didn't cave yet. I am not shocked at all. Do you understand? In the end, it, it comes down to money. The CEO of Spotify, he had to talk to the uh, the minions at Spotify and and he had to tell them that he's very, very concerned, and, and uh, he hears their complaints and their concerns, but we've decided the best course of action is to keep Joe Rogan. We don't want to silence him. <laughs> it comes down to this. This is why you shouldn't be surprised, Pat, and you should know. Pat Duffy should know. Um, Joe Rogan, every episode he puts out, he gets about, they're saying, 11 million people checking out that episode. 11 million. You know how much money that is worth to Spotify? That's why they kept them. If it was a lower-level podcaster that, that had the same uh, controversy, the same issues, they would have got rid of them in a second. And they would have placated to stupid Jody Mitchell. Ugh. But don't be surprised, Pat. You know this game. It it all comes down to the almighty dollar. And and the fact is, Joe Rogan, if the numbers are true, uh, 11 million people checking out his podcast, that's that's way more people that are watching any show on CNN or MSNBC or Fox. I mean, he's way above everybody. And because he's bringing in so much money, you know, you got the CEO doing the humana, 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 placating to the minions at Spotify. But in the end, they weren't going to get rid of Joe Rogan. I was tricked. I was tricked. I I, uh, I was thinking the heat was getting a little too intense. Um, and I was starting to think that maybe uh, Joe was in trouble. But I am here to say I'm one of the rarities out there. I was... I was... I was wrong, and I shouldn't know that. I got tricked for like a, a minute or two. Uh, Rogan could have bankrolled this into an absolutely insane deal if they did get rid of him. He'd easily be the richest broadcaster in history if he isn't already. That well, if it's true, he's making a hundred million dollars a year. I, I, I don't know if you could possibly need more than that in your life. I mean, what do you do with a hundred million fucking dollars? Unless, unless you want to build like a, a, a penis rocket and, uh, and make believe you're sort of going into space, then I guess you'd want more money. But, uh, it was interesting, man. He, Rogan handled the whole, the whole controversy very, very well, but I don't think it's over. I think whoever's behind this, and I really believe it's, uh, some rich and powerful people out there are behind this. I think there's going to be another doozy that comes out uh, about Rogan in the in the very very near future, and then we'll see if uh, if he survives that as well. But I I think I think he's uh, I think he's good. I think he's good. Same shit happened to Howard Stern at SiriusXM. The blackface video, Howard saying the N word himself at SiriusXM. They weren't going to get rid of him. He makes too much fucking money, man. When you have one guy that uh, that is important to your your company, your corporation, like Howard Stern, they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. And I'm sure they sat down all their black employees at SiriusXM and they placated to them as well. But in the end, they're just minions. 
they're not bringing in the the type of money that Howard Stern does. So they go, we hear your concerns, and we had a conversation with Howard. And then behind the scenes, they're like, did we do good? F those people. Howard is our whole company, and we got to protect them. And that's why they they didn't get rid of Howard also, man. He makes too much effing money. But they've gotten rid of people at SiriusXM for far less because they weren't bringing in the big bucks. Stern once dismissed him as just the fear factor guy. Meanwhile, Rogan is more successful than Howard has been in at least 10 years. When I was at SiriusXM and I was running, uh, I was running the Opie Radio channel, and, uh, and even when Anthony was still there, I was, I was more or less running the channel way more than he was. Jesus, that needs to be said. And we were picking people to, to be on uh, the channel on the weekends. And I, I'll, I'll say it again. Famously, I was able to get Bill Burr. I'll say we. We were able to get Bill Burr. And we were able to get um, Joe Rogan. They were both heard on weekends on the Opie and Anthony channel at Sirius XM. And famously, both those guys came to me personally and needed a little something, something, nothing too crazy. I went to uh, middle management who went to Scott Greenstein, the big uh, vice president of programming over at Sirius XM. Uh, Joe Rogan and Bill Burr at the time. This goes back a, a whole bunch of years. Um, they, they wanted a little something, something. And basically Greenstein, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but basically said, we don't need Joe Rogan and we don't need Bill Burr. Greenstein should be fired for that. Rogan was on his platform, uh, excuse me, platform. Bill Burr was on his platform. Those two guys are so effing huge, and they're stuck with Howard Stern. What dummies. They got to be kicking themselves in their head because you got, you got Howard Stern. I think he's 70-something. He works, I think, uh, what, three days a month, something like that. Rogan, uh, you know, whatever you want to say about him. He's a workhorse. He still works hard. He does at least four or five podcasts a week, two to three hours at a time. He's doing way more material than Howard fucking Stern. He's bringing in 11 million people per episode, and I'm here to tell you because I know some of the numbers at SiriusXM. Howard's not even bringing in a million. He's not even bringing in a million fucking uh, listeners to his show at this point. So uh, you think SiriusXM, uh, they're kicking themselves that... The Rogan was on their platform and they let him fucking go. Are you kidding me? Of course they are. I'm good. I'm not jealous. I'm not bitter. I got my little audience. <laughs> Jesus. What happened? Um, but uh, I showed a little support for, um, for Rogan. Now I'm getting attacked left and right. I'm getting attacked left and right because I'm supporting Rogan. Because uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of not canceling people. I'm also a big fan of not getting my uh, medical advice from um, from shows like Rogan's. I don't even care if he had the biggest expert on in the world. I would still do a deep dive and uh, you know do do my own material. So I'm a big fan of uh, not canceling people. Believe it or not. So I showed my uh, support for Rogan, and now people are just atta- they're attacking little old me. Are you kidding me? Me and Rogan don't even get along, but I'm I'm still uh, sticking up for the guy and supporting the guy because I think it's the right thing to do here. I really, really believe that. 
Pat Duffy's back. Howard, uh, Howard's fans are in the upper crust of the 18 to 54 demographic. He's not attracting new fans and is barely holding on to his existing ones. My 50-year-old mother-in-law is a diehard Stern fan. My association with ONA was a real sore subject when I met my wife, and even she can't stand him anymore. I mean, it's over. And Sirius XM, they never groomed anybody else to take over for Howard. They have nobody else. Nobody. They didn't even groom me and Anthony when we were sort of in their good graces. They didn't care about us. They always said we were the second most popular show at Sirius XM, but they weren't uh, grooming anybody else to take over for Howard. And it's over. The guy barely fucking works. And his show sounds antiquated at this point because... You know, as much as Howard made fun of the whole podcasting world, podcasting is is king now. Do you ever see anyone naked in the other window surrounding your uh, high-rise? Dude, we just talked about this. The building behind me, I'll say it again quick because I I think it's even on the latest episode of the podcast. The top floor for many years was a rental. And there was a guy, an older guy, and two women that rented that place. And they spent a lot of... My son's doing homework. They spent a lot of time, you know, with not many uh, with not many clothes on. And then I I might have made popcorn more than once to check it out. <laughs> you gotta though. Look at the building. There's barely any shades. People don't believe in shades in uh, New York City if you if you live in one of these uh, high rises. And it was a really really bad day. The day I went to the window to go check out some things and the apartment was completely empty they moved but uh yes i have i i have in uh in numerous uh occasions but you know what you get used to it to a point that i haven't even checked it out in a very very long time you know when you first live this high up and there's buildings all around you oh you're looking you're looking in all the windows and i used to have like a uh what was it called, guys, again? Uh, not a telescope, a bird-watching scope. And then what you realize when um, you start using your bird-watching scope to look into uh, buildings, you realize everyone else has some kind of telescope on their uh, windowsill. So everybody's doing the exact same effing thing. So to answer your question, Dan, yes. Uh, let's see. Howard lost me with his over-the-top paranoia to COVID and locking himself in the basement for the past two years. Not sure what he's doing now. Canceled him last year. He's still locked away. Um, but that guy was locked away and paranoid of just basic germs. So he's got to be out of his mind. He's the type of guy that there's not enough money in the world to make him happy. Uh, wait, Pat Tuff again. There was uh, that girl across the building from K-Rock that would get, oh, you remember her, that would get dressed in front of the mirror. That was a treat to watch in the morning. I forgot all about that one. Yes. Wasn't that? Wait. Oh, she would go on the exercise bike, right, Pat? She would go on the exercise bike in the morning. That was absolutely the K-Rock studio. But then when we had our own studio for XM on 57th Street, there was another uh, apartment and it was the top floor. But that building, I think, was maybe 10 floors tops. And there was action in that one as well. I don't know if you remember that, Pat. But, uh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, you know, I haven't thought about that in, um, in years, that one. Oh, my goodness. All right, so now that brings me to this. Here's a little quick story. So when 
Howard left K-Rock, and they brought me and Anthony back after David Lee Roth was a huge failure, which is uh, not fair to David Lee Roth because his personality was such that he should have been a huge radio star. But, you know, you had corporations that were running these big radio companies, and they wanted David Lee Roth to behave and fit into their stupid box, and David Lee Roth wasn't willing to do that. So he failed, and then they brought me and Anthony back. We're in Howard's old studio at K-Rock, and um, we're actually, I was, I got to officially sit in his chair, which uh, I'm not going to lie to you, that, uh, you know, that was kind of a thrill being in radio. And there was a giant, um, there was a giant window, and somebody that worked at K-Rock, when Howard used to work there, Howard was so paranoid. I was told this, I think I could say it this way, I was told that Howard was so paranoid of, uh, man, I don't even want to say it this way, but he was so paranoid that people would do him wrong uh, and could maybe look in this window, let's say, and maybe uh, do a little something-something from another building as they look into this window. Look at how scared I am to tell this story. That Howard had the whole window blocked off. And when he left, they finally opened it up, and it's it was a just a giant, beautiful window that overlooked, uh, you know, part of uh, part of Midtown um, at the K Rock Studios. So, uh, wow, I haven't thought of that either in a in a very long time. All right, let me talk about HelloFresh for a second. Don't forget to go to HelloFresh.com/op16. Use the code op16 for up to sixteen free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh is absolutely awesome. Let me do this without looking at the script. All right, you pick out menu items, right? And they got a lot of variety of menu items from very healthy to eh, maybe not so healthy. And they got desserts and all that. So you pick out your recipes. Then they send you everything you need for that recipe. They give you recipe cards, which are very easy to follow. And all the ingredients are there for you, pre-measured and ready to go. Including like weird spices that you'll never find on your own at the supermarket. HelloFresh has gotten me back into cooking big time. And you know what? You would think that's got to be expensive, right? Oh, it's expensive. No, no. I'm saving money and I'm eating much better loving my meals. They're saying 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal. Of the same quality. So once again, it's HelloFresh. You get the farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Um, the one thing about the the Rogan thing that <laughs> that made me laugh so hard over the weekend. <laughs> hey, Will, getting strong every day. Going to be a few months till I'm off oxygen, but doing good. Slowly getting better, brother. Thanks for asking. Here, you know, when people try to tell you it's just like the flu. You know, in our little group, we got a private Facebook group. You, you click uh, subscribe now on my regular Facebook group, and you can join a nice group of people, and it helps uh, support the cause of what I'm doing. You know, it puts a couple bucks in my pocket. I'm not going to lie to you. 
but Will's one of our guys. And he got COVID really, really bad, and he's on the big screen over here. He's still recuperating. He left the hospital, like I, I want to say, like three weeks ago at least uh, at this point, Will, right? And he's still recovering. So I think someone like Will doesn't want to hear it's just like the flu. Okay? Okay. So anyway, the one thing about um, Rogan that I found really, really funny over the weekend. Um, so, you know, you're... You find out who your real friends are, and uh, one of Rogan's real friends during the controversy was The Rock. Yes, that guy, The Rock. And he even said, you know, uh, he basically put his support towards Joe Rogan and then said, I can't wait to go on your show, and we're going to drink a lot of tequila. Tequila. Tequila? Tequila. Tequila. Oh, my God. Tequila. Tequila. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, tequila and uh, wow, wow! That was a why did why did that happen and why did that happen on the live anyway? So then um, the uh, the N word montage thing came out and uh, and then someone said this is the guy you're supporting and and then uh, the Rock basically said oh this is a teaching moment thank you for educating me and basically he took his support back for Rogan. And then there are people out there on both sides. Like I said, the Civil War has begun, but we're fighting it with our fucking phones. And a big Rogan fan goes, oh, really? Oh, you're taking back your support there, uh, Rock? And then finds a, uh, an old video of The Rock when he was doing a, a promo in the middle of the ring with uh, Mankind, McFoley, And he's imitating uh, the Chinese speak, let's just put it that way. Just a brutal imitation, which, by the way, I'm sorry, uh, was very, very funny, and it got a huge response. Um, But everyone's like, oh, really? You have a problem with uh, Rogan and the N-word and this and that that came out over the weekend? What about this? And now uh, The Rock is uh, going humana, 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 humana. Even though I do believe, I mean, but it doesn't matter in this day and age if they want to take you out. Anyone that does a, a radio show, a TV show, a podcast, uh, they they search long enough. They're gonna find some. Uh, they're gonna find some sound bites of you just being a terrible person. I don't care who you are. If they want to get you, they will search your Twitter. They will search your past broadcast. They will. They will go uh, to the extreme to find just a sound clip. All all you need is a sound clip to take someone out these days. That's it. So then, you know, uh, Rock, look at all high and mighty, taking back his support for Rogan. And then, <laughs> that, and then that thing surfaced, and now he's like, ah, man. So now he has to deal with all sorts of uh, crap from something that, I got to be honest, was very, very acceptable back in the day. Um, obviously, you try that same bit now, man. Oh, no bueno. No bueno. But back when The Rock did it, uh, it was definitely acceptable. Uh, in entertainment, in society in general, in the WWE culture, but uh, that doesn't matter anymore, man. It doesn't matter that uh, it was from a, a, another time. Pat Duffy again, been listening to a lot of old ONA lately, early to mid XM days, lots of casual end bombs. It was a different time. Oh my God, Pat! I know that I uh, avoided saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not out there. I have no idea, but I know in general I avoided that. I told a famous story when I actually used the word when I was a kid 
and I meant it lovingly because I was uh, I was uh, playing basketball. But this this is how it went down with my friends, my good friend, and um, you know the guys were all throwing that word around like it was nothing as we're playing basketball, and I was feeling it, and my friend made a nice shot, and I said nice shot, and. Uh, the next thing I remember, they were helping me off the floor because he punched me so hard he knocked me out or close to knocked me out. And I learned a valuable lesson that day. I wasn't trying to say that word to hurt anybody. And I was just a kid. I had no idea. I remember telling that story on the old Opie and Anthony show, but I wasn't using the word, you know, because times definitely changed. And I remember that little fucking weasel, Jim Norton, was pressuring me and pushing me to say the word. And he was getting mad that I wouldn't actually say the word. I never forgot that. Uh, Damn, Rogan needs Patrice to go on Fox and defend him. Rogan doesn't need anyone to defend him. He knows how much money he's bringing in for Spotify. The CEO, his hands are tied. And as long as uh, he's making... That much money for Spotify, he don't need nobody. He's just going to go and do his podcast and make stupid money for Spotify and everybody else, and that's what it comes down to. But as soon as, like, uh, uh, Rogan's podcast numbers drop, you know, then then all of a sudden these corporations and companies, they, they become morally sound. Then you'll see their morality. Go F yourselves. Uh, I thought he was cooked until Rumble offered him $100 million. Uh, that happened today. Yeah, Vincent Scaramuzzo. Yeah. So there's an, a company that's waiting in the wings, Rumble. So if Spotify says bye-bye to Rogan, he's got an offer for $100 million. I read that too. $100 million. <laughs> I might make $100 today live streaming. And if I do, I will jump up and down with joy. With joy. Oh, the mighty have fallen. What? Probably shouldn't say this, but I, I think the Rogan thing is starting to calm down just a little bit, a little bit. And uh, Spotify is still backing him. And, you know, backing Rogan after the uh, the Planet of the Apes and the uh, the uh, the N-word montage. I, I don't know what else uh, these people, whoever's behind this. I do feel like somebody's behind this because it looks pretty damn organized. And I'm not a conspiracy guy in general, but... I don't know. When you're someone like Rogan where you uh, you have a much bigger audience than anybody in mainstream media, that would that would make some people a bit pissed off. You know, there's there comes a point where you get too big and then people want to want to take you out. But I can't imagine what else they have. Uh, you know, Spotify. Oh, my God. Back in the day, man, if you if they had video of you and it was an Edward montage, you weren't surviving that. But it goes to my point. When you make so much money for, for a corporation and a company, <laughs> you could, you, well, look at it. You could, do, you could do anything. You could do absolutely anything. I remember the old days. I mean, you know, we had our own controversy and I could give you a little insight. Absolutely. There were, there were times we got in a lot of trouble. And publicly, the company's like, you know, we find it despicable, but we also think we should not get rid of them and blah, blah, blah. And we talk to our employees and we're, we're showing that we care about their concerns and blah, blah, blah. That's what you do front and center, right? And then back 
in the back room in an office somewhere. They probably sat Rogan down. I'm not sure, obviously, or got him on the phone and said, don't worry about this at all. We got your back. Keep doing the show. We know you can do. And that's how that works. They're all two-faced. They'll tell the public and the rest of the employees what they need to hear. And then they'll tell the the real money maker to just keep doing exactly what you're doing. And that's the reality of the situation, my friends. How many times have I said the N-word? Very, uh, very, 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 very minimal, my friend. I can't sit here and say that I never did, but I... I can honestly say I haven't in a in a very 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 long time. I mean, there's a, there's people out there that say they've never said it. I think that's I think that's lying. See, th- dude, you're not brave. There's a guy. I'm not even gonna put him on the big screen. Stop being a baby. The word is, I'm, I I don't go down that road. What are you, Jim Norton? Never forget that. I'm telling a really cool story. You know. That that uh, had a lot of meaning in a in a lot of ways and and was funny also because you know I got I got I got punched really really bad and he obsessed say the word what are you trying to say and I'm like you're you're a fucking loser go be brave with your language somewhere else and leave me alone I'll never forget that. He was actually getting mad because I, I was showing at the time, like, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable saying the word. And if I did in the past, so be it. But at this at, at this uh, juncture, I, I don't feel comfortable saying it any, anymore. So why don't you leave me the F alone? But I remember he kept pressuring me. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Oh, you're so brave, aren't you? But the guy's like, the word is, oh, you're so brave, sir. Good for you. Uh, oh, Jennifer first, right on. Thanks for the plug, Jennifer. We we just put up three <laughs> three new shirts. If you're a fan of the podcast, the shirt that says uh, "Who fights on a Thursday" will make sense, or "No one fights on a Thursday." Excuse me. And then we just added up there. Uh, uh, I don't get my. Uh, I don't listen to Joe Rogan for med- medical advice. Excuse me. Oh my God, I'm messing up my own shirts. But they're on uh, opiradio.com for a limited time only. Um, and the Rogan shirt's already pissing people off because I because the shirt just simply says I don't <laughs> I don't listen to Joe Rogan for medical advice and then people are just I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened to this society I really don't everyone is so wound tight I mean everybody and certainly I I'm sure I am to a point but I'm trying not to be uh, I'm gonna go I got things to do. Um, I just make believe I got things to do. You just say that. Oh, I got things to do. I got to go. All right, guys. If you gave me a few bucks, I appreciate it. It keeps me motivated. Uh, more importantly, I hope you subscribe to the Opie Radio podcast and download episodes and play them. Just play them. Push play and walk away. That's all I care about. I don't give a F if you hear one word of what I'm saying. Just push play and walk away. Get those numbers up. And with that, uh, guys, have a great night, and we will talk uh, hopefully tomorrow. I gotta, I'm trying to do this on a regular basis, and then all of a sudden I'm like, eh, and then next thing you know, two or three days go by. I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? This is easy. Just turn this on and babble for a half hour. How hard can this be? Have a good night. Bye, guys. Talk soon. Boop, boop.